Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com Alright, what are we doing? Uh, product review. Oh, shit, I should have brought some. You said you had two. Did I? I must have lied. Okay. Oh. I gotta keep the receipt. Right off my taxes. I guess technically you kind of could. No. I'd have to make money on it. So it was right off my taxes. True. People are not coming to my OnlyFans site. I wouldn't either. It's good. You were one hairy dude. It's not that kind of OnlyFans site. You were still one hairy dude. Oh, yeah? So? <laughs> You're not so bad yourself. <laughs> Thanks. Gorsh. It's time for another Cheating Rally the Podcast. Yeah, that's right. Another Cheating Rally the Podcast. I know you just can't handle it anymore. Just putting too many of these out. But uh, let's see. This week we talk about floating deaths, Cheetos, very hot Cheetos, and neurological disorders. Oh, yeah, and, and poop. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Cheating Rally the Podcast. We'll see you at the end. Bye-bye now. Take care. Unfortunately, that recorded. Of course it did. Alrighty. So I have some juice left on the batteries from the last time, so I'm going to run those out first. So halfway through the bit, run out. <laughs> hey, Chris. Dead silence. Oh, man. It's been a while since we've done this. A couple weeks. Yeah, it's a while. Well, if we had done it yesterday, it'd have been a while, too. That's true. It's not as long a while. No, and I was working yesterday. It's a bit noisy. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I just showed up. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Oh, is that what this is? Well, it's the shit show. <laughs> so, uh, shit show. So, th- this... Episode 430. Yeah. So, this past month, due to the fact that we're recording on August 1st, past month has been pretty brutal mm-hmm. for the uh, musical... Uh, Community? Yeah, we'll go with that. I was going to say assembly for some reason. I don't know why. The musical assembly. I hated those, man. Press will get on the PA and it's like, everybody report to the gymnasium. Blah, 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 blah. The course is going to sing something. 
Okay. Oh, we would report to the actual theater. Ooh. Because our gymnasium was Fancy. for gymnasium stuff. It's like sporting sports. You know, a lot of schools don't have a theater. I know. Actually, my high school had a stage in the gymnasium. Oh, yeah. I had a school like that once. Once. Oh, yeah, when you went to the University of Alabama. No. We had three theaters on the University of Alabama's campus. Yeah, but they actually porn. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Independent movies. Yeah, porn. Seriously. <laughs> I was in high school. That's what an independent movie was. You know, was yeah, that or like stag film. It's, it's just an excuse to show you know, porn. adult-oriented content. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, pretty epic, July has been. So we lose... Uh, former drummer of Slipknot, uh, Joey Jordanson. And then we lose bassist Dusty Hill from ZZ Top, which is probably one of the bigger crushing blows, though he was sick. I mean, he was older and not doing so. He wasn't as old as I thought he was. No. but he's 72. Yeah, but he still wasn't doing so hot. Then we, uh, we also lose the lead singer of Metal Church, Mike Howe. Then we lose the guitarist from Cinderella, and the keyboardist from Cinderella, Jeff Labar and Gary Corbett. Was the incident related? I mean, no. They're like in a car or something together? No, no, no. Oh, no. that's a hell of a coincidence. The keyboardist also played in concert with Kiss on three different concerts, uh, tours. And then we lose Kansas violinist Robbie Steinhardt. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the month, Bismarck Key. Legendary rapper and producer. And Star of Men in Black 2. And was in Men in Black 2. Star of Men in Black 2. Yeah, sure. Whatever Chris just said. So, holy crap. I mean, that was a massive month for losses of music. Yeah, you know what that means. What's that? The price of those easy top vinyls is going to go through the roof. Yeah, I know. I got to get a copy of something early from them so I can have one in the collection before everything just goes ridiculous. No, they went to the stores and marked them all. Oh, that's true. Well, I do belong to the Amazon Record Club. Who knows? Maybe I'll get a repressing of Tejas. So, that would be okay. There is a repressing of Tejas. I understand that. Something like... But maybe I'll get some, one. Some odd-colored vinyl. No, oh, well... I'll say like purple or something like that. I don't care about that. It's like something that absolutely doesn't go with the cover at all. Of course. Because, you know, why not? Well, I saw it in the record stores, and I was like, I started back back. I'm like, eh. Well, I have, I have it. I don't need to. So, good. Second, it's probably going to be the remastered version, which I'm not as fond of as I am the original. Yeah, well, I don't know. They went back and re-recorded, like, guitar parts and stuff when it came out on CD. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's pretty horrific. Yeah. Now, I know Joey was sick, because that's the reason why he wasn't in the band anymore. He apparently had a type of, I want to say it was cerebral palsy or something like that. So his legs wouldn't work right anymore, and but he died peacefully in his sleep. And according to the notes, so did uh, Dusty Hill. I think Bismarck, he did as well. But I think that was a coronary or something. I think he was a rather large gentleman. He was a, yeah, quite, and he was getting up there in age. I think he was in his late 50s, early 60s. Really? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, very interesting, uh, to say the least. Yeah, not a good way to start a show. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to bring us down, because now I've got uh, some weird stuff. (laughs) 
I guess that weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I for Yes, it's moist. So uh, let's cue some really, you know, down music, and then we'll go from there. Down music. Yes. Not music by down, but just you know, kind of sad music. Is this up and down? No. Flamin' Hot Pepper Pups. Oh, look, they're shaped like peppers. Hottest ever. And, and Chris is in continuing saga to see if I can eat something that will make me go, oh, Jesus Christ, and run out of the house. I just want to find something that is actually hot. I did. I told you. My nuts are hot. But you didn't do them on the show. Well, that's your loss. Ingredients. Enriched cornmeal. Cornmeal. Ferrous sulfate, niacin, thiamine mononitrate, Ooh. riboflavin, folic acid, vegetable oil, corn, canola, and or sunflower, flaming hot seasoning, maltodextrin made from corn, salt. It's not going to be long before you can actually get it in the spice aisle. It already is. I mean, not this, but they have had the flaming hot in spice before, but it's for like putting on popcorn. Uh, okay, so uh, what was I? Um... I just poked myself in the eye. Well, good thing you did it now and not after you had your answer. Uh, I know, right? Uh, flaming ah! hot seed. Maltodextrin <laughs> made from salt, sunflower oil, yeast extract, artificial color, red 40 lake, yellow 6 lake, yellow 6, yellow 5. Stay on target. Uh, citric acid, monosodium glutamate, sugar, cheddar cheese, That's milk. That's way down the list, ain't it? Cheese cultures, more salt, enzymes, hydrogelized corn protein, onion powder, corn syrup solids, okay. natural flavors, potassium chloride, garlic powder, okay. protein concentrate, sodium diacetate, sodium inosate, ino, inosinate, and disodium guanolanoflanolate. Uh, contains milk ingredients. Gluten-free. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of chemistry. They don't really smell like anything. Though they do look like little red chili peppers. It would have been funny, though, if they had been, like, crushed up and transported. <laughs> Stick your nose here. Snarg! Blark! That is almost disturbing. Now they taste like climbing hot. They don't taste like any hot. Wait, they don't, there's something. And it's gone. All right, let me eat another pepper. It's not gone. It's just stubborn. Oh, with the second one, it got a little hotter. Maybe I need to get three in me. Ooh. Nope, same heat as, as the two. They're good. I like them. Because you can beat those. Yep, cool. All right. I mean, I like the flaming hot... Um, the fries. I'm up to four now. The, it is getting a little hotter. The flaming hot Doritos, I, I just can't do. I can get like two of them and then I'm like done. I guess that'd be a good way for me to, you know, to diet. I just buy flaming hot shit. I can have like two and then I have to quit snacking. The hot fries, though, I can eat all day. It's weird. I'm up to six. They definitely are warm. But, I mean, it's, oh, well, we need to be able to sell a lot of these hot. Not, here, these are for Larry hot. So, yes, they get warm, they are nice, 
there's a nice heat on my tongue and in the back of my throat a little bit. Other than that, they're not my kind of hot. Mary's a masochist. Yes, but that has nothing to do with anything. It's stuck in my teeth now. I like them, though. Souvenir. So the water actually made it, made it, made it a little hotter. I get it. Made it a little hotter. I cue music. But um, I might buy those again. I might buy them tonight. Okay. I mean, I, no, I wouldn't buy them again because they're hotter than what I would like. Yeah. Now, if they weren't as spicy, then yeah, I would be down with them. They're good. I'm going to tell you, that should be the flaming hot. Because after six of those, now they, they get hot. Flaming hot Cheetos, to me, don't ever really get hot. I haven't tried, actually tried the Cheetos. Yeah. Well, I guess I have now. But well, technically, yeah. Technically. So, all right, well, cute, spicy-ish music. Cute, anticlimactic music. Well, I mean, could be worse. I could have said no. You did. No, I didn't. I said they'd get kind of spicy. Uh, these are my... No, the first thing you said was nothing. Well, yeah, at first, but then the I got to six, and now there's a nice coating of hot. That should be the name of the episode. Coating of hot. Okay, nice coating of hot. So cue kind of spicy-ish. Going to be our band name. Music. Time for some more metal news. What do we got this time? Cannibal Corpses, Alex Webster, discusses his battle with neurological diseases. Pretty weighty topic. It's kind of interesting, actually. Cannibal Corpse bassist Alex Webster recently spoke to Bass Player Magazine. During the interview, Webster discussed his battle with focal dystonia a few years ago and the first symptoms of it he noticed. According to the Mayo Clinic, focal dystonia is a movement disorder in which your muscles contract involuntarily, causing repetitive or twisting movements in one part of your body. Quote, the normal finger picking that I would do would become very strained. It seemed as if my pointer finger would be going left instead of down. When I first noticed something was going wrong, it was very confusing and frightening. I was like, it's going all with my right hand. Why isn't it behaving the way it behaved for the past 30 years? Basically, the signals from your brain are going the wrong way down to your fingers. Imagine your legs walking. Imagine your legs walking. Okay. Are you imagining it? Sure. Okay. What if the signal came from your brain was telling both legs to go forward at the same time? It would be awkward at best. That's not exactly what was happening with my picking fingers, but certain signals were definitely getting through and certain signals were not. Webster said he's since worked with a medical professional and a few fellow musicians to overcome the issue. Webster's added he's playing better than ever these days, which everyone should already know if they listened to the newest album, Violence Unimagined, which I have, and it is good. Though, you really gotta be into that music. There you go. There you go. Short and stinky. And so because of that, I'm gonna jump to the next Metal News. Okay. Iced Earth's John Schaefer claims fecal attack, death threats, and two months of hell during time in jail, according to records. Okay. This man was arrested because he's one of the jackasses who decided to storm the Capitol. Ah, these people. Well, well this person. The rest of the band was like, um, you're a dick. <laughs> it wasn't just the band. <laughs> well, no, true. New information has surfaced on Iced Earth's guitarist John Schaefer's two months behind bars 
while he was arrested for his role in the U.S. Capitol riots. Yeah, two whole months, huh? Yeah. Indianet, well, they got so many people are trying to throw in jail, it's, you might as well just put them on a rolling door. They're going to be going in and out so much. Indianapolis newspaper, Indian, Indian, Indy Star. Want to try that again? Nope. Indianapolis newspaper Indy Star has published details from Marion County Jail incident reports they obtained of Schaefer's time in jail. Well, okay, well, what about everybody else's that was in jail during that time? Why are you just got to pick on this one butthead? Because it's the because he's, No, I'm just saying in general. Schaefer, who turned himself into a so, uh, authority shortly after the riot, no, he did not, is a free man at the moment as part of his guilty plea agreement. Schaefer pled guilty to two charges. He was originally charged with six. The charges include obstruction of an uh, official proceedings of Converse. Co Converse? Converse. <laughs> yeah, fuck, works the same. And uh, trespassing on restricted grounds of the Capitol while armed with a deadly or dangerous weapon. If I eat a lot of garlic, I'm armed with a deadly or dangerous weapon. Or milk. <laughs> According to... Or garlic milk. According Ooh. to a... St Ew. According to a statement from... Try this, Larry. <laughs> what is it? Just try it. Dirt. <laughs> Schaefer's <laughs> attorney, Mark J. Victor, <laughs> during a detention hearing... Mr. Victor. Yeah. He said Schaefer was being targeted by other inmates. My client, who is presumed innocent... No. Has just gone through two months of hell where other people were throwing poop at him and urine at him. They were throwing urine at him? Meh! Oh, it got me in my own eye! They were filling balloons. And threatening his life in a horrible, horrible situation. Because even criminals don't want you attacking the goddamn government. Due to Schaefer's high-profile status, he was placed in what is called administrative segregation. The whole... High-profile status? He's a heavy metal guitarist. Yeah, but I mean, how many people are actually just going to recognize him? Oh, well, anybody who listens to heavy metal, well, at least to that type of heavy metal. Uh, he was kept away from the general population of the jail for safety concerns. It, apparently it didn't work because Schaefer feared for his life. Yeah, because he's a pansy, too. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to do this because I'm a big, tough guy. And then he gets arrested and becomes the biggest baby on the planet. <laughs> There's poo and, and urine and people are yelling at me. It's like Monday. Yeah, that's a store, maybe. <laughs> On March 7, a deputy with the Marion County Sheriff's Office removed Schaefer from his cell block after Schaefer said he was in fear for his personal safety, the deputy reported. Schaefer informed the deputy about problems he was having with a specific inmate. The next day, it was reported that jail staff received an emergency grievance from Schaefer. Three inmates, including the one mentioned in the March 7 report, were making death threats against him. You're in jail! It's kind of the thing! Yeah. Block 4F, it would have been funnier if it was 4H, had been locked down all day due to these That's threats. Wing. Yeah. And will continue to remain locked down until inmate Schaefer can be reclassed from the block. <laughs> I'm just Schaefer on the block. Uh, the report goes on to say that Marion County Sheriff's Office only experienced these threats soon before the incident reports were drafted. It went on to say, so he could have told them to do that too. Hey, I want to get out of here. Do this, this, and this. They're like, we were going to do it anyways. Fine, here. They went on to say that Schaefer did not I'm interact. Sorry, I feel so bad that he feared for his life. In jail. Mm. After attacking the fucking federal government. 
I'm yeah. surprised he's not Leavenworth, those, honestly. I wonder how those people felt. But in the government? Mm-hmm. Who fucking cares? I bet they feared for their lives. I care about. I care less for what they felt than what he felt, and that's not much. I'm just saying. They went on to say Schaefer did not interact with other inmates nor taken out of administrative segregation, leading to the paper to question how the threats could have gotten to Schaefer. One of the inmates Schaefer complained about previously assaulted another inmate so badly they had to be sent to the hospital. Another, that, Then that's what he does. Another punched a deputy in the face a few days before Schaefer claimed he was threatened. While the documents Indy Star obtained do not disclose the reason Schaefer was targeted, his lawyer would say it was because Schaefer's role in the January 6th riots. Well, I would say yes. But it's also jail. And two of the people, one guy beat another dude to death and another one punched a guy, a deputy, in the face. So that's what they do. After describing the poop attack, Schaefer's lawyer told the judge he's gone through two months. I think this got his attention, judge. He's aware this is a serious case. No, he's not. (sighs) No. Federal Judge Zia M. Faruqi responded that's obviously unacceptable, flatly. I share your feelings of anger that this is not how our criminal justice system is to work. He then addressed Schaefer in the teleconference saying, And Mr. Schaefer, I'm sorry. I'm sure it's a little, very little solace, but I do apologize. Pansy. In May, the legal charges against Schaefer were uncovered. Here is how the federal government described the asshat's actions, as well as revealing that asshat admitted he had no legal right to enter the Capitol. Well, right. Yeah. Schaefer's bail is under the following conditions. He must submit to court supervision in Indiana. He must surrender his passport and international traveling documents. He must stay out of Washington, D.C. This shouldn't be too difficult. Outside of court hearings and attorney meetings, he will be permitted to travel within the United States with notice to pretrial services. He cannot possess any firearms or explosive devices, even legally. They had to throw that in there. Hey, guys. He can't possess any firearms or explosive devices illegally anyways. (laughs) That's why it's called illegally. No, no, that'd be like fucking firecrackers. Still. He can legally possess firecrackers, but... No, those are an explosive device. No, he can't. can't. Firearms must be removed from his home. Schaefer is the first of 400 arrests from the Capitol riots to please guilty. As the Justice Department is working on the other cases, it is likely that Schaefer's cooperation will lead him to testifying in front of a grand jury and lying, as suggested by a leaked prostitution report. Oh, I mean persecution. Prosecution report. You know they're all going to get up on a stand and say, Don Don told us to do it. We thought we were doing the right thing. Cause Don no, Don actually, it, he probably will. Yeah, well, you know, he said if we lose to blah, 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 so we did. And they'll go to Don, and Don will be like, they can say whatever you want. It's freedom of speech. I also said that we should shut down all, uh, I mean, <laughs> no, um, social media oh, well. and get rid of the news. But none of that happened. Yeah, I don't know exactly how he thought that was going to go over. I don't know. We should have gotten rid of the news, though. Of course, you know, he said it on Twitter, so. Yeah, it, that's the whole point. I'm so disappointed he didn't get his social media service up and running. It's because nobody, he knows no one's going to join it. Except oh, no. for people like that guy. No, I was going to join it. And, okay, and you? So that'd be two. Well, I want to read what everybody was saying, because it's got to be entertaining. Maybe. All right, so there you go. So, uh, cue, I don't know, lawsuit metal music? 
Mysteries of the Unexplained! Hey, Chris! Hey, Guess what time it is? You just said it's 349. Well, no, now it's 350. Oh, close enough. It's time for some more Mysteries of the Unexplained! Ooh. Creepy! Music of the Weird! Music of the listeners to the show will have a clue. So, it's time to bust out my random number generator mm-hmm. and hit generate. And, and remind Neil that he needs to do a Neil's a little weird so this will make sense. 234. 234. Hey, there we go. Oh, it's got a diagram. It does have a diagram, but I'm not reading that one. You're not going to read the diagram for us? Nope. So they're describing? So the... And this arrow points to this. This is a long one. This goes over a page and a half. Oh, goodness. Are we really going to do that? Man, I don't have to. I could do the shorter one that's on 235. Let me see what the title is. The Barney... Oh, no, no, that's not that one. That's a well-known story, isn't it? The Barney and Betty Hill one? Yeah. Oh, well, then I'll do the evening of October 11th, 1973. Hmm. All about your birth? Well, no, because that would have been the evening after May 18th. You don't know that. I do know that, because I was born on that day, and I have the records. You have a lot of records. No, the paper record. Oh, the Bowie. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. On the evening of October 11th, 1973, Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson were fishing near Pascagoula, Mississippi, when they both saw a bright 20-foot-long oval object land nearby. Three occupants emerged and advanced towards them. The five-foot-tall creatures were pale gray in color, mm-hmm, with horribly wrinkled skin. They had no neck, their arms ended in cat-like claws with only two fingers, and their legs seemed to be fused together. Sounds like your normal Amtrak people. <laughs> What's that value bus one? Ooh, Jesus. The sight $3 made... $3, anywhere you want to go. Yeah. The sight made Parker faint. Whoa! I have the vipers. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thunk. Hickson was carried off by one of the creatures. I'll say it's probably not a good idea to faint at this point. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Hickson was carried off by... He's an alien and he's excited. It's Ooh. <laughs> you don't know. Could actually be... Ooh. Hickson was carried off by one of the creatures. While another took the unconscious Parker. They floated... Toward the UFO and entered the space That's club. What they call it floating. Hickson found himself in a very. Yes, ver- Georgie. <laughs> Hickson. You'll float. <laughs> we all float down here, or I guess in this case, up here. Ooh. Ooh. After, um, where was I? They floated towards the UFO and entered the craft. Hickson found himself in a very brightly lit room where a large eye-like device examined him. Or I'm sorry, eye-like device examined him minutely. (laughs) Afterward, Hickson and Parker were both floated out of the UFO and deposited back on the riverbank. The two men... were floated again. (laughs) The two men, after some hesitation... like a hard knock. (laughs) It's the Zog knock thing that got me... The rest of it, I'm like, I, I kind of figured that was going to come. And it's weird, like it's off narc. <laughs> That's been a ringtone. 
The two men, after some hesitation and a few drinks, told their story to a sheriff, and the incident became headline news. A lie detector test that supposedly corroborated their account was later questioned, because it's a lie detector test. Hickson then refused to take another test. Since both men were afraid of hypnosis, it would not oh, submit floating and testing and would not submit themselves to it. No additional insights could be gained by that technique. The Encyclopedia of UFOs Ronald D. Story edition or edited P, 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 page 260 to 262. Oh, I can do another one. Because the other one's fairly short. Are you sure? Yeah, it's just this. It's just okay. half it's half the page. Carlos Alberto Diaz, or Diaz, a 28-year-old waiter in the town of Ingeniero White, Argentina, was found lying by the side of the road at about 7 a.m. January 5th, 1975. His scalp was exposed in spots where tufts of hair were missing. I've had a night like that. He was driven some 30 miles to a hospital in Buenos Aires, about 350 miles from his hometown, and there, Diaz, or Diaz, claimed that his hair had been forcibly removed by three humanoids with rubbery green moss skin, I mean moss green skin, <laughs> green moss skin, and, and, uh, mat, and mat-like arms with suckers. 46... Mat arms like mat? Yeah. With suckers? Yeah, stumpy arms with stu- suckers. I don't know mat with suckers. Stumpy arms. Uh, 46 doctors, because why not? And specialists and several police investigators questioned. Specialists aren't doctors. No. Uh, And several police investigators questioned and examined Diaz, who quietly and believably adhered to his story of abduction. He stated that he left work in the pre dawn that morning. On his walk home, he was crossing a deserted railroad yard when he saw a very bright but broken beam of light, which he took for lightning which temporarily blinded him. When his sight returned, he found himself paralyzed, and he heard a persistent hum in the air. Suddenly, he felt himself being drawn and absorbed upwards. Ooh. (laughs) Absorbed? That's what he said. By what he described as the windy humming of the beam. Then he fainted. Windy humming of the beam. He awoke inside a smooth, shining, unfurnished sphere, about eight feet wide. What do you furnish a sphere with? Circles? Squares. Triangles. I'm just like it's a sphere. Pyramids. It's a sphere. I mean, exactly how many furnishings are you going to put in there? Two. You might put a table and chair in there. That's two. And a lamp. And a lamp, yeah. So three. I mean, you can put as many things as you want as long as you fix them to the wall, but you're not going to be able to use them. Look, that's what pictures are for. And LED flat lights. Only one. Not necessarily. Well, it's eight feet long and ten feet high. So two. There's one really good one. The three entities slid into the room and started pressing their peculiar arms against his long hair, somehow sucking up. Ooh. Whole tufts of it at a time, but without causing any pain. The heads of these beings were half the size of ours and totally hairless. Their moss green faces were featureless, lacking eyes, nose, mouth, and ears. They were about five feet. He didn't have a face on his face, is what he's saying. Yes. All the things that make up a face, he's saying is not there, but he's still calling it a face. Hey, man. How does he know? Could have been his ass. 
They were about five foot seven inches tall and had slim bodies covered with a soft, pale, cream-colored rubber. They were covered in condoms? Possibly. You Don't touch the nasty humans with your flesh. <laughs> While they extracted clumps of Diaz's hair, they jumped up and down gleefully. After working on his head, the entities started to remove tufts of hair from his chest. Diaz fainted again. Some hours later, Diaz found himself stretched out on the grass in the bright morning sunlight. The bag he had been carrying was lying next to him. Glancing at his watch, he saw it had stopped at 3.50 a.m. Whereas it was now obviously much later, he felt nauseous and began to puke. Like you do. At that point, a motorist noticed him puking and came to his aid. The medical exam... guys do after they've been first floated. (laughs) And suckered. uh, And absorbed. (laughs) Absorbed. The medical examination established that some of Diaz's head and chest hair had indeed been removed. Some of it seemed to have been sheared off. But quite a bit had been extracted by the roots, leaving the surrounding capillary tissues completely clean. How this could have been done is uncertain. One theory is that the beings created enough suction to dilate the capillary bulbs around the roots so that the individual hairs came out smoothly, other than the missing hair and the nausea, which persisted for several days. Basically, it was flobina. <laughs> the medical team found nothing else wrong with Diaz. Flying Saucer Review, 2139 through 42, November 1975. Well, that's weird. <laughs> no. It's the mystery of the unexplained! Still weird. No. I mean, you, you, hear, you hear lots of abduction stories, but this one is like, that one's better than most. In my opinion, it's more believable than most. Yep. Because what would these hairless aliens be interested in when they abduct a human? Hairless, faceless aliens covered with condoms. Well, they didn't suck his face off. Well, I understand that. But yeah, they're these hairless beings are like, ooh, what's that? Maybe they're trying to clone. And then they took samples. Maybe they're trying to get. Maybe they're trying to clone people so they can populate their planet, so they can rule over a bunch of. Carlos Alberto Diaz's. Or maybe they just want to find out what that fuzzy stuff is. Ooh. I was like, oh, it's got arms and legs and stuff. This is a scientific interest to us, but this fuzzy stuff, let's find out what the fuck that's for. Maybe we need to get some. Maybe they were fuzzy, but they were covered in this rubber, in this rubber. So, who knows? Maybe they could have been like fucking werewolves underneath that rubber. I'm not going to go with that one. I am. You get your theory, I got mine. So your theory doesn't, doesn't explain anything. Neither does yours. It does. No, it doesn't. Well, if they're these hairless beings, that would explain why they were so fascinated by his hair that they had to remove some of Yeah, but they had rubber stuff covering them. So I'm thinking they were hairless underneath, and they needed to figure out how they could get that off without ripping all their own hair out. It's like covering yourself in a balloon. Now, how are you going to get it off without ripping fucking hair out of your head? I guess we'd have to ask... Uh, just, Howie Mandel. It's pulled the end up, and you snip it with a pair of scissors, and it's a splits. It's not what Howie Mandel did. I mean, that just lets go. Uh, that's true. And he goes, Phew. yeah, but it's got to hurt. Kind of I mean, not was, now, because he has no hair. With the kind of money he was making at the time, I don't think he cared. Yeah, true. He was getting paid a lot to do that. True. All right, so uh, cue Mr. Zell explain unexplainable music. And there it is, another episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast done and done, right in the garbage where it belongs. I hope you really enjoyed it. It was a weird set of uh, news that I brought out, so, you know, you never know. Eh, 
All right, so um, for Chris, Mercy in parentheses, Harvey, the rest of the group, I'm Larry saying, jerker, 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 and you can take that to the bank. Hey there, listeners. Larry here. If this is your first time listening, then, hey, how's it going? If you're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us, I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot, and keep enjoying the show. We love y'all. Feel like it's off dark.